this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to the challenge spies lies and allies wrap up podcast for the finale i am brian Cohen, and here's here with me this week is the great eyelash ali how are you oh this week stings brian but i deserve it we're here <laughs> we did it we got here for the finale it's not three o'clock in the morning feeling good feeling good glad to be back not as good as uh, ct's feeling but uh pretty good nonetheless yes so do we want to open with the discussion about the CT versus banana thing where you unleashed on the world? Or do we want to end the podcast with that discussion? <laughs> I guess we could probably end with it. I feel like there's probably we could build up to it and see if anything from this episode adds to his credence one way or the other. So we can probably get to it. What? what so I obviously lived it. I talked through it. What is <laughs> listening to me for 42 <laughs> minutes straight? What was that experience like? So what's so funny is like you're out here saying you've never talked for 20 minutes at a time. Like I do that every week on the on the podcast. So <laughs> it really isn't like a thing to me. Um, but I was happy for you. I really enjoyed it. What what is so funny to me that we didn't discuss on the podcast, but we discussed offline is like you told me like oh you left the questions and the questions doc like you had deleted some of them and then mm-hmm. you realized like I might want some of them so you left them and then separately you were like I went on the crazy rant about bananas versus CT <laughs> so I was waiting when you talked about CT for like it to just kind of come naturally and you're like I wonder if he is right. the go and like whatever and then when you were like we have a question was it from Stuart you were like we have a question about bananas versus CT and mm-hmm. I'm out here like what you you deleted the question didn't tell me so it it looks like i dodged it but then i said to you thank god because the last thing i wanted to talk about at seven in the morning at the end of the podcast was and you were so you had great stats for my challenge stats and your own stats and the challenge wiki which you said was not as good as challenge i was loving it i (laughs) I stand by that i just challenged stats (laughs) with my life basically so uh we had a because it really was like percolate as i told you it was really percolating in my head for like a full day i was like going back my forth thinking okay ct's probably gonna win this so what does that mean 
and then I was like, all right, I need a place to like talk about this. And then I want to like bring it up like normally with you. I feel like you would make fun of me. Oh, no, we'll wait to see if he wins. It's always about bananas. So I, and then when you said, all right, we're doing this individually, I was like, all right, this is perfect. I got like a whole outlet just to myself to just vent off to. And then I, you know, shoot the messages, the child stats, trying to get my that research. I got everything going. I don't love the narrative that you think I wouldn't have listened to you if I were here on the podcast, but I chose to listen to you on my own time, but that's fine. Um, no, I, I mean, I, and I texted you. I loved what you said. I thought you laid out the case extremely clearly. There were so many interesting things. I, we said we're going to talk about the end. We're talking about it now. There were so many interesting things and, and some people did write in their own opinion. So it was great. I think people are interested. Um, like, so I put out a poll. Obviously, it's not official. Of the real oh, wait, world, hold on there for one second, because okay. I want to compliment you first after you sure. insulted me. So, like, <laughs> I think you laid it out really interestingly. I texted you that it's fascinating. Normally, we'd feel like we'd be comparing apples to oranges. And in a way, wins, comparing wins is sort of apples to oranges. But to compare their direct matchups when they had partners who are pretty much good comps, like Frank versus Wes as partners, like, that's fascinating. Camilla versus, mm-hmm. oh, my God, who's the other one now? My brain is melting. Um, yeah, like incredible comps to just have, but I do think there's a complete definitive answer. So maybe this is why you didn't want to talk to me about it on a pod. Cause like there's one clear answer. And to me, it's non-negotiable. The second best oh, answer to my clear answer is, and I'll wait for the poll, but the second best answer to my clear answer is what you said, which is like, if you're willing to make the case, you probably have the facts to support it. And then you're correct in whatever facts you've used because it is close albeit mm-hmm. definitive interesting because i've i've also feel it's definitive and i feel like i'm gonna be on the minority side of it but that's interesting so i put out the poll so we so all right so what do you guess is the percentage for this is as of so it's i mean we're probably not gonna get that many more votes 212 votes what percentage do you think is for ct so i I feel like Rourke on finding Mr. Height when she has to guess the percentages. I voted very early on when there were like 58 people in the poll. Mm -hmm. So if it has stayed that way, I'm like cheating. I I would tell you that I would have guessed sight unseen that it would be even including recency bias of him have just won having just won the season. It would be like 65, 35 Mm -hmm. bananas. But based on what I saw of 58 votes, we're getting like a 75, 25 CT. Yeah, it's 78% right now. 78% CT, 22% bananas. Currently, who is the GOAT? Well, that's oh, wrong. On Twitter. It's wrong. Right. It's definitely not. <laughs> wrong, whether right. you believe it is CT, <laughs> it is definitely not like a five to one uh, or for three to one like split. Like that's just not, it's just not that definitive. So you say, but you say you have a definitive answer. So what is your definitive answer? Well, my definitive answer is that it's bananas, which is why I said that the okay. poll was wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I, I thought about it more and more. And I, and I think. I would give I I give him the slight edge right now that he he is still uh, the goat. You know what it is too is like, and I think people can, and and this is why I think your answer is so, it, it's such a good answer of like whatever whoever is making the case is right because it's a moving target. What does the goat mean? Like honestly, to me, saying bananas isn't the best challenge player, or isn't the goat of the challenge is like saying Boston Rob isn't the goat of Survivor. Like, is he the best player to ever play the game? That's 50 podcasts for Rob to do to discuss it. But is Mm -hmm. he objectively the top of the pyramid, the number one, the face of Survivor? Yes. Even though Tony's the two, again, like it's already coming in, Sandra's to it, like whatever. It's just like, 
This is who, and you addressed this, I thought, well, when you were going through the facts of, like, there's other stuff, the showmanship, the, like, I think you gave the edge to CT on the soft factors, but that's, to me, where Bananas wins it. He has made himself the face. He has made himself the goat. He has sold the merch. He is the seven rings. He's got the podcast on the ringer. Like, he's the face of the challenge. He has not been dethroned as the face of the challenge by CT. And so that's, to me, where the decision lives and dies that that's so interesting that that's what tip the scale because for me what tip the scale is i view this as just as just looking at just the stats just the stats and the facts i tip the scale towards bananas i see people always have been responding to this being like oh but like the fear factor of ct and like i would pick him to win any season going forward and like to me i would almost put that aside i think if you're thinking of like the greatest of all time the way i do it is this is the final season of the challenge. It's over. It's done. God forbid. It's never coming back. You only look from this point in the past and how, like what actually happened? What were the actual results? Who performed the greatest of anyone? And for me, I still point to the, he still has two more titles and I keep coming back to, I think the most definitive piece of this debate was like that single elimination that they had in free agents against each other right before the final where you could argue they were both at like the peak of their powers, probably physically, both in like the prime of their career. Although CT is maybe right now he is, but I think back then, like physically, he's probably the strongest or whatever he's been. And Bananas beats him head to head in a puzzle and goes on to win that season. I think that is like the biggest point that either of them have against each other. And for that, it's like I, if it was 50 50, that pushes him to like 52%. I'm curious that, why that gives him the edge. I think last week you like were like putting aside Banana's backpack. Is that just because CT hadn't gone through like having been on the challenge and like the mental stress and all of that? Or like, why do you discard that as like a matchup for CT's favor? I discard it because it wasn't even technically them going against each other. Like that's like it was them going against each other, but it wasn't like the you know, they weren't voted in. Like, it wasn't the surrounding factors of a challenge elimination to put them in against each other. So, like, technically, that was, again, like, like bananas against Tyler. And, like, this was the elimination between that was how you do against CT. Yeah. It wasn't, like, how CT... Like, CT doesn't get anything for winning that. So, well, it's not, like, a plus for him. Like, it's like it's a cool... It's, like, an iconic moment, obviously. But, like, if that was their elimination, then, then, then I think that's a huge... uh a huge difference of of how I view that, but because it wasn't technically him versus him, I, I view it differently. See, that's, that's just that's how. No, that's hold on, how we're I, making it up. How, yeah. If anyone is going to add us that we're wrong, that's we've we've already sort of set the table with like. Besides that, I said it was definitive. We've set the table with like. If you want to make the case, you're probably right based totally. on what metrics and and also what you think the greatest challenge. Like to me, it's a TV show, so it's not going to come down to me just crunching the numbers of like pure athletic ability. Although I I think I do. The bana- I think the CT backpack, Bananas backpack, is sort of like the point against what I've said makes bana- gives Bananas the edge. So like, mm-hmm. because to me, the fact that it technically, and we're going to get into this with, I think your argument is closer to Scally and Matt's for the beep beep, we'll get to that, where it's <laughs> like, oh, it just, it just isn't. So it isn't. Like, to me, it's like, totally as all the makings of an elimination, what can be brought into it to to sort of pull it away from that is that like, 
CT doesn't have the stress and the like exhaustion and the whatever that comes along with having been on the challenge and like the mm-hmm. pressure on the flip side to your point CT's got nothing to lose so if anything he should be even less motivated to win so it's like even right. worse for bananas but we don't need to debate that I think we're, it's interesting we both agree I think you seem to think I wasn't going to come in and say this about bananas but no pa- part I of I don't love bananas as a person like it's personal no but i i think (laughs) his contributions to the show are undeniable and the fact that he has built a career alex chester said this to me recently where it's like he used to think like was it Shaq and kobe tell me he was like there was one basketball player who like did all these other things and people like thought that that was a negative in their column and then there was like one basketball player who like all they did was the show and like that was looked upon as like oh they're the best because it's like their only focus and i actually think that bananas is venture and kobe okay i think that's Shaq and kobe so like Alex, so it's uh, bananas is venture beyond sort of the world of the challenge on the back of the challenge to me only supports mm-hmm. his seat at the top of the pyramid rather than like takes away like, oh, he's he's doing other stuff where CT is just kind of like, I don't know, is CT plateauing here as just like the de facto winner of the challenge that should be in a point in his column. And yet I somehow feel Mm -hmm. a little bit like he's got to elevate on this. He can't just be like running circles around these plebes and then like get the the title bestowed (laughs) on him. I don't know. I don't know. That's the nicest I'll be about bananas in for the foreseeable future. Yeah, no, like I said, it's very tough. Another argument I saw tossed around a lot was, the the if of like oh well, if CT doesn't you know get into fights and gets banned he probably wins a couple more and all that stuff and, and again I think that's even more of a, it's a point for for bananas I think in my head greatest of all time is also like of all time so like you being there your availability your your being on the shows you not getting kicked off is something that Johnny had that CT now has like there have been a lot of moments over the last few years that old CT might have gotten into fights and kind of kicked off and all that stuff but that CT has you know overcome that and he's a lot better person and all that for for doing so but old old CT didn't do that and that was like a negative against him so it's not like an if it's just like again it's just like what happened so that's how I view it and I do think some people wrote in I think Becca wrote in pro CT I've seen this going around too that it's like CT had this whole arc with Diem. CT has CJ. CT has like more beyond the game and beyond professionally. Everything I just said about bananas beyond the game. Like CT has shown us his life in a way that bananas has been extremely adamant and resistant against. Like he didn't mm-hmm. want Morgan to be on the show. He did like yep. he's hidden all of his stuff and has a lot hidden about him. Um, where CT has given you more of that like emotional ride and so again if somebody is putting that in like that's part of it that he's gone through the growth arc that he has and he's gone through having this deep love and having this tragedy and what like then you know again we're comparing like two absolute uh, the reality is if neither one of them was on the challenge we would not probably still have the show right like they're such a force both of them in the challenge but i think it's it's still at this point bananas now can he be dethroned by ct because it seems like ct's got way more gas left in the tank Mm -hmm. can you imagine a few seasons ago i was saying i don't want to put this on you but i was like ct's gotta hang it up for a little while oh i'm sure that was that was definitely not a minority opinion that was for sure 
Well, let's talk about the coronation of the double victory, which Mm -hmm. on All-Stars, Tyler reminds us that he's also had a back-to-back victory, so don't get too excited about that stat, CT. But we got to give it up. CT's 1,000th win, fifth win. It kind of feels like it's a more than five, but fifth win, second in a row, second consecutive win. And Casey, who saw Casey and CT winning this as a partnership? But we'll talk about that. But Casey's first win, third season, first win. Yeah, the Big Brother reign continues. Back to back Big Brother wins. Uh, so they got I got the Big Brother dynasties in full effect. So look out for Josh winning Challenge Thirty Eight. <laughs> I'm into. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, I did. I did not see the partners things coming. Um, obviously, there's no way to like build up for the show storyline of like CT and Casey working together. So like, I'm not even gonna pretend to knock them for that. Like, there's that would have been crazy if they even put that in there. Um, so yeah, but I it was. Very interesting to see Casey get the win. Interesting for our must-lose draft that we'll get into that CT and Casey, I, I talked about this last week, were the last two picks of that draft, and they were the two winners, so kudos for us for nailing the must-lose draft. We picked the people who had to lose. <laughs> we all won. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's... So, when you said we can't knock MTV for not showing the evolution of, like, Casey and CT as partnership, agreed. But I do think, and this is going to be something I'm going to hammer on this episode, is just like, it's a question with the format, and it was the same with last season. Like, we don't have any rooting interest in these teams, in these partnerships. Does that detract anything? And we'll go back, don't worry, we'll go back and we'll talk about it. But I just want to know from you now, like, that was to the listeners, not to you. Um, Does it take anything away or not? from the win of CT and Casey that we have no investment in them as a pair. It doesn't because I almost like, I know technically they won as a pair and it's going to go down as like a pair win, but I almost just view this as like individual wins because like they've gone, like they had all the different pairs at the beginning, they had all the different teams in the middle. They had a individual portion of the final, a team portion of the final. And then it ends in a pair. Like, like this is not like, you know, a, a rivals team winning their season. Like this has just happened. This is CT's win and this is Casey's win. And they just happened to do it together. Basically is how I view it. Hmm. It's interesting. I like, I like that sort of, um, positioning of it, but I don't, I, I did feel a little bit like, Hmm. Okay. Like, yeah, like CT won. Okay. Whatever. Casey won. Okay. Whatever. Not whatever. I'm happy for Casey. I think this is sort of like Casey's, coronation like i think when she showed up here you know there's a reason she's the last woman picked in the must lose draft last second to last person overall or she was the last Mm -hmm. person overall picked right matt picked ct so like even though she's never won there's a reason that three seasons in and like nobody wants her on the team because we've been expecting her to win so like good on her she had a very emotional journey um a lot to talk about with her I'm happy for her. I do just like miss when there were days like this rivals pair or this team, even the cell, the the four of them, like that configuration in the beginning, I would have been able to continue to root for. I just think like in the last leg to switch it up, it's like hard to get your like energy into rooting for them. And maybe that's just CT mm-hmm. taking it away. Cause I wasn't really, I'm look, CT deserves all of my respect. A hundred percent. I love CT. I do not want to lose sight of that, but I was not rooting for him to win the season. And so maybe that's also just what I had a hard time with. 
Yeah, I think what also makes it a little bit easier is they didn't disband the teams like the last episode right before. Like this is now basically the third episode because they disbanded the teams the end of the episode two weeks ago. So they had they disbanded it then. We had all of last week with the teams gone and obviously this one. So it almost feels like the teams are so far gone that it just again back to these group of individuals that are just randomly grouped and paired together that it doesn't feel as uh, unsatisfying as if it was like Emerald and the teams all the way up until the end. And then like the start, the final, they like the start this episode, TJ is like, okay, the teams are gone. And then it like, it ends. So like, we had enough buildup in my head that the teams have been so, have been gone for so long that it's like, okay, it's, it's just individuals and how they're kind of paired together. I mean, when I, sorry, when I said teams, I meant like Garnet and, and Amethyst, like purple and oh, orange <laughs> diamond. Oh, um, that had nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. O- only because I just meant like they've run at least the majority of the final. Like, you know, it was just like one leg of the final with the pairs and then they're the joint winners. But you're right. If you kind of like think of it more as an individual, maybe that makes a difference. But let, let's take it back. Um, overall thoughts on the final structure. I feel like in the last seven and a half years we've been doing this. We've seen a lot of different formats, some much more mm-hmm. successful than others. Sam says, what were your thoughts on the final and the numerous times they had to complete a puzzle? But final in, in general. I didn't. It wasn't my favorite final, but I didn't mind it for the fact that I've seen a lot of other people not like it, that it was not that difficult. Like, I think it was sort of difficult. But again, I think we've kind of been in agreement on this. We don't need these people dropping dead and keeling over through a final we don't need them sleeping over in you know 10 degree weather and getting frostbite like that does nothing for the entertainment of the final does nothing for art like at any level of entertainment so it not being super challenging was not my biggest gripe i wish there were a few less puzzles i would i wish it was more checkpointy stuff rather than puzzly stuff and i wish like the last checkpoint was more than just memorizing 20 digits i wish there was a a cooler segment to end it on but overall i was okay with the final so i i think all of those points are extremely valid i will say i thought this was one of the more successful finals we've had in a while so while those things i agree could have been improved i just think compared to last season like this was an exciting nail biter to me. And so for that mm-hmm. reason alone, I thought it was extremely successful. I thought the ways in which momentum is killed has been killed in the past. This didn't have, and it's a lot to to think about of like who finished first and who gets what reward and what punishment. And, and there's a lot of controversy with that, with Casey and Kyle being able to pick their partners. But I think from just like a momentum perspective, it kept good momentum. Um, I was really interested. I did not know who was going to win. I was at the edge of my seat, like all of those good things. I'm shocked to hear people thought it wasn't difficult. I thought it looked they nailed how appropriately difficult it should be. Where like Devin's about to gas out, but can, is not going to die. To your point, mm-hmm. um, Casey at the end, right? Like Casey wins and can't get up off the ground. She is like winded and exhausted. So I think that's mm-hmm. what you want. Like the person who's finishing is barely is barely there, and the last mm-hmm. place person isn't dead but struggled. Like that, I think they nailed the difficulty. I thought that the atmosphere was beautiful. Um, I agree with the puzzle checkpoints, sort of. Um, I I did have the thought, like, remember when it was like drink a gross beer or just drink beer and like play cornhole? Like the checkpoints have really <laughs> kind of gotten away from us a little bit. I also do think again when we'll talk about the torpedo, like 
We have to get away from puzzles that people can just know the answer to. Like most people who have done puzzles have probably seen that matchstick puzzle. So the torpedo version is usually like mm-hmm. matchsticks. Um, so I don't love that. But all in all, I just thought you can nitpick it, but it was it was an exciting hour and whatever of television. Yeah, I think by far the biggest plus was it did not have any timed like collection of timed components where we're left in the complete dark as to who's really doing better than others. And like you talked about, it had a, an actual finish. Like this is the last thing you do. Whoever does this first wins. And it was like a, an extended thing. Sometimes in other finals where it's the last part, it's like you get a minute head start and the whole thing takes like 10 minutes. Like this seemed like an extended thing where people could have messed up the last checkpoint. And so there was a dramatic finish. So yeah, that, that was good, but again, I wish like the last checkpoint was more exciting, but the fact that it had an uh, actual finish was good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So let's go back to the first checkpoint we saw in this episode, which was more of just like a challenge than a checkpoint. Again, this is where my first thought was like, remember the checkpoints were like, high five each other and go to the next one. Right. Um, but first of all, Devin has to stop calling CT Chris. It infuriates me and I don't know why. I 100% agree. It's like, Devin, you have not earned that right. Okay. You do not, you have not reached Chris level status. I think there are very few people in this world who have earned Chris level status, and Devin is not up there. So watch it. He's CT. I think there's like a world they all call him Chris, like behind closed doors, but like we're on television. This is live to camera, baby. Like, I don't want to see Chris being discussed unless it's his wife, his son, or Big T because he's called her Tula. (laughs) Right. Right. 100% agree that he is CT or Uncle Side. I, I guess I'd rather Chris than Uncle CT, but he's, he's, he's oh CT. Oh my God. Wait, this is a hot take. You don't like Uncle CT? No, it's horrible. Uh, it's, it, it grinds my gears every time he, uh, she says it. Grinds what? It. Yeah. If I, I guess I haven't made that, but I, I don't like that at all. It's, if I, I find it a little creepy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not my thing. It's Uncle CT. I don't know. But, but did you find Daddy Nick on the circle creepy? 
Oh, very, very. I like Nick, but the daddy Nick was also very creepy. Oh, you just don't like to have fun. Okay, that's fine. So (laughs) (laughs) have you met me before? Of course not. All right, Uncle Brian. So they have to go through. This was sort of unclear to me on the rules. And then I understood this is the same thing that was sort of unclear to me on Challenge All Stars, which I can't wait to discuss on our other podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. But it seems like I guess did every person on the team have to dive down like how was that supposed to be regulated yes i thought it was gonna be like half and half where like half the people go swim for the clues half the people unravel the cage yeah i was with you i was a little confused and then they all went down there and then someone said i think we all have to dive down once and uh, i guess they were worried they were gonna be penalized or something like that because i don't think that was super clear um yeah so this was like yeah like a daily just i mean there was a lot of dailies just mixed up in this final which is okay (laughs) but like that's kind of just what this was so I think like, yeah, everybody had to like go down to one of the tiles. But if somebody's going to memorize all four, which Kyle later says he did, they're not going to be like, oh, Kyle knew one of them and, and Tori didn't know. And they're on different teams, but whatever. Um, but the big headline for me in this in this checkpoint is that Nelson, who is, mm-hmm. I guess, known to everyone as someone who does not swim without a life jacket, is unable to wear a life jacket and sort of has a, a panic attack in the water. And then seemingly the orange cell is allowed to just go on without him. So what did, what did you make of the of the Nelson of it all? And don't at me anyone that I said that. But the Nelson of it all um, on the challenge and the first checkpoint. So I guess the reason he couldn't wear the life jacket was because he has to swim down. Right. And like you can't obviously, I guess, do that with a life jacket. So I guess that's the reason he couldn't wear it. And then. There was no real penalty, seemingly, other than just the time it took to do it, which I guess I'm okay with, like, because it didn't, it, it, I mean, it hurts the team overall that Nelson's take, he's taking his going slower and everyone else has to pick up the slack. So I was okay that, like, he wasn't really involved and it just kind of cost them general time, not like an established punishment. So I was, I was kind of okay, okay with how it went down. So I think it's crazy that he wasn't allowed to wear the life jacket. If that's sort of like his situation for them to just like throw him into the final where he's not allowed like the accommodation of the of the life jacket that he needs to like survive. We saw it again. I keep referencing all stars, too. But like you can take your life jacket off, dive down that will float and put it back on. You know, you're not once you're in a life jacket, you're not like bound to that forever while you're in the water. So right. I, I just really didn't like that. They take a person who. I mean, Nelson can swim. We see him swimming. But like if his situation is that it's known that he doesn't want to swim without a life jacket, I just thought it was very strange that they're not letting him have it. Um, In that case, everybody should have had the option of a life jacket. I just don't. It didn't add to me to watch him fail here for that reason. Reasonable minds will differ. It's just how I felt in the moment. Um, But I also don't think. If that's the rule, it, I'm glad it didn't sabotage their team, but I don't even see how it hurt their team because they were all able to be diving down while he was swimming out, right? Like, they didn't have to wait to him to get disqualified. Yeah, I don't think so. I guess maybe they just had to wait for him to, like, come back ashore or I don't know, get checked out or something, or maybe maybe they held him back a little bit long just as, like, a uh, unofficial punishment or something. I don't know. I think I, I, it had to have cost them time overall what was going down. I don't, I don't think it was a net neutral or a net positive. I don't know. They, but they like, they pass purple in the next, uh, part of it. And yeah, part of it is because 
Devin mm. is slowing them down, but yeah. I thought it was pretty unclear and also just like very avoidable, right? Like there are people who are like deathly afraid of heights and they'll stand on the platform. And that's a little bit different to me. Like if somebody can't swim and then you're going to be like, all right, swim on a company. It just seemed like an avoidable mm. situation for Nelson. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Just let him wear the life jacket. And then it became, it didn't matter because Kyle, then it also sort of seems unfair to purple that like, not everybody on the team what what would have been the limit like if somebody just like couldn't get all the way down could would they have just been like okay let somebody else on your team do it like it just again a lot of un, mm-hmm. unclear scenarios there yeah and then for me the one of the more stunning moments of the final tire final was the fact that nelson's team overtook uh, I don't know what was that was Nelson Purple right they were the was the purple team and CT was the orange team no they were orange. Was the opposite, Reverse, opposite. Yeah, yeah. so the fact that orange overtook purple at any point was I, I was stunned I was like oh my is this actually happening the way Devin was struggling and the De- Nelson was like seemingly leading the team ahead of them I was very very surprised agreed and I do think part of it is like there really wasn't that much of a hold up on the last checkpoint as much as maybe they made it seem on the on the, the show um but yeah, like I do think the my big takeaway from this fina- final finale, whatever, is that Devin better get humbled and he better get humbled quick because I do think Devin is pretty good at acknowledging his own shortcomings. But this was um, a piss poor physical showing for Devin for the final so that Devin mm-hmm. is the one saying he doesn't want to run with Amanda. He doesn't want to run with Big T. I think his performance in this final puts him right in that camp. It does, but I do think he did enough puzzle wise, and then like he super redeemed himself with that la- like the last checkpoint, which didn't obviously get, didn't matter. But him remembering those like last twenty numbers, I think, got him a lot of like, wow, look at Devin go. So I think he did enough to show his worth where his worth needs to be shown to overcome it a little bit. I do agree. I think it was worse than what he needed to show to be worth carrying as a puzzle guy to the end. So I think what takes away from that is that he was on the team with CT and CT is the one who does the puzzle when they're together, right? The, the torpedo puzzle. Devin doesn't assist with that. Um, and, and I think that he can memorize those 20 numbers is incredible. I think that the way that he can ask Emmy, like, what are your numbers? What are your numbers? Hear her say the numbers and still memorize that is amazing. And he knew she, he didn't need it. It doesn't matter. It's just not a skill set that matters. Like somebody asked us a question. And I'll give them credit later. Like, oh, if if it were individual, would Devin have one? Because it was 20. Numbers? They would never ask individuals to remember 20 numbers. It just like you know what I'm saying. So like mm-hmm. to me that that he showed he has that memory is not valuable enough to make up for the fact that he just can't keep up in a sprint. Yeah, I mean, I think in theory, definitely, I think it, it, I think it just got enough of a reaction of like, oh my god, Devin remembered all those numbers. Like that's incredible. So I think it just it put enough of a seed in like, oh, Devin actually is as smart as he boasts himself to be. But I do agree. I think his physical showing took enough away from that that it was overall a net negative for him like moving forward. I wanted to address this last week, but it was seven in the morning and I forgot, but were you surprised at all? And I don't remember if you talked about it, but I don't think you did that CT opted to go with Devin in the purple cell. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think I talked about it in my Madman rant. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I guess the argument is: do you double down on the puzzle component and just go with Devin and leave the other team completely screwed, or like you're a, obviously a much better version of Devin? So do you take more physical side? Is the argument? I think you want to weaken the other side so much that. They have no because like you can still carry it physically as probably the strongest guy, and if you also take away their smarts, I think it's I think it's the right move to do that. It's tough because it ends up results oriented. It ends up working out because the other side is so terrible at that puzzle. But like, if one person on that team had an ability to do that puzzle, purple loses because of Devin. So. It's like, yeah, it's and it's also maybe he thought like, okay, like who are the women? The women are connected. The better women are connected to Devin. Mm -hmm. So if we're sitting across from each other on the platform, like and then Tori shows up, you know, it ends up working out for CT. But it was surprising to me at the time. And I didn't even think Devin was going to do as bad as he did. And I want to put in an asterisk. I would do way worse than Devin. Of I understand. Oh, of course. But, any, but, any, any physical criticism right. is that giant asterisk surrounding it. Um, and I do wonder how this performance, to your point, like maybe maybe it's going to be masked or maybe it is that Devin has already led with this. And like, maybe you want me in the final because you're going to beat me in the final. And what are the odds that you're going to run with me as a man, two men in the final? You know, so mm. like maybe he will be able to spin move his way out of this. I just thought this was a net very negative for him. Do you think? Should we give CT like an astronomically high amount of credit? And in his head, he's thinking we're about to break out in two teams. Maybe these are disintegrate and I have to face my male counterpart and I want to go up against Devin as opposed to Nelson or Kyle. No. Okay. I agree. But I think it was too quick. And it's also like you're just as likely to have to do that as you are to have like that. He's your partner to go up against Nelson and Kyle. You know, like who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe not just as likely, but. The challenge works in mysterious ways. Yes. All right. Um, but yeah, I, and it's like, we'll talk about Nelson even more, but I just think Nelson, it becomes really the heart and soul on his team and he wants it so bad. It's almost too bad. It gets in his way. Like when they're rolling the, the ball yeah. and the cage down, but to yeah. me, where's Nani? The whole Nani's whole thing is I'm experienced. I've run a million fun. Where is Nani saying? Get on the side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm experienced running, but that doesn't make me Usain Bolt. Like, I can know how to do it, but I can't do it well. So Nani's been in finals. She's done these things before, but she doesn't do them well. So I don't know what that really offers. You're experienced at running? In, in my life, I've run before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, like... Part of the value we talk about, and I totally take your point, and it's just not there with Nani, but it's like, that's what Nani needs to be bringing, right? Like, I've, she's run with Leroy, like, she's run with the best of the best here, and she's gotta be bringing institutional knowledge to the table, at the very least. Yeah, her institutional knowledge was copying off the puzzle next to her, and not finishing the puzzle next to her. That was a classic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my god. Okay, um... 
Oh, yeah. That, it was so hard. I, so at this point, like Michelle Marshy asked us, who are we rooting for at each checkpoint? I was rooting so hard for the orange team here. And then when they met this puzzle, I was like, oh, no. I know. I I really was rooting so hard for Nelson because like you said, he just he just wants it so bad. And that's why I know Nelson has a lot of things that I wish he didn't say both on like an insensitive, t- insensitive side and also just like cringeworthy side. Like he just always has a special place in my heart because he respects this show so much and loves this show so much and wants to win so bad that I just love that about him. And I will always find myself rooting for him and the way he's just so enthusiastic with like pushing the ball and then with the puzzle and just shouting out like ideas, but just because he just wants to help because he just wants to win. It's just, I just love it. And then when he loses the elimination, it was one of the more heart wrenching things uh, I've seen. Um, yeah, no, that's going to be tough. Um, but so when you said people are saying this was too easy, is part of it like the overnight portion when they're like, I think in a so. cave? yeah, I think the overnight, uh, I was used has been a lot harder in the past. And even like so some of the running, like didn't seem to be as challenging. Also like the weather they were in was more normal. Okay. Well, these are all things I prefer. I just think the narrative is, it just says it wasn't like the hardest of finals. So, like, I don't know, I think sleeping in a cave and eating, like, canned beans is, like, probably, honestly, my sweet spot. I don't need them in a subway station, like, standing in a little box. I don't need, I mean, sometimes I like the, like, taking, switching on and off. I don't really care about, like, dunking your face in water and then switch it. Like, I think some of the ways they've made the night portion grueling are just very little payoff and so here like getting some rest on like some inflatable pillows in a cave is good enough and let's skip to the to borrow from tiktok can we skip to the good part yes so what what did you think did you think there was any chance uh the orange team was just going to be wiped out or did you you have a a good sense that this is where this was going with them battling against each other. So last week I was like, maybe they'll be wiped out or maybe they'll just lose. Um, and then you were the one who said like, maybe they'll be going against each other. So it was really in my mind from you when I was watching it, once they put them to the night phase and they had Casey and, and Nani, like so excited, like you could, there was a little face of relief when they were like, we'll see you tomorrow. And they're like, tomorrow's a new day. I was like, Oh, this is, they're not getting wiped out. And so like, there's only one option. Yeah. So they have to go against each other. Uh, they play an elimination they've already done before uh, called Back Me Up, uh, where they're strapped back to back and have to pull their opponent uh, over to their side and pull them down. Two out of three, which I honestly thought was kind of a lot to do, two out of three, considering they just did like a full day version of a final and they're about to go to a, a more of a final. I was actually very surprised they would have them do two out of three. Well, here's something that surprised me, and it's part of what you just said, which is you have to pull them to the other side. The challenge is actually you have to push them to the other side. But Mike Christian says, I thought this was confusing the first time they did it, and I think this elimination played even worse one-on-one. Isn't the point that you should be pushing backwards against your opponent, Kyle being able to turn around and pull Nelson off that way, um, and Nelson flipping around to basically wrestle Kyle both seems like they aren't how this elimination was meant to be played. And I thought the same thing as Mike that like, can you win this challenge if you weigh less than the other person? Like, I don't think there's any way to scrap your way out of this. Oh, so I don't think I even realized that's what you had to do back 
Like you, so they were supposed to stay back to back the whole time. Well, I don't think they broke rules, but the way it's like positioned is like you're back to back and you have to get to the person. You have to get them to the side opposite you. So like you're in a position to, it's not like bananas backpack where you could just march forward with the person on your back. That's why Kyle turns and then crawls past Nelson on his front. Yeah. I totally missed that. I thought they were literally pulling them forward. Uh, so yeah, that that is played poorly, very poorly, because I then I didn't fully understand the rules. Well, it's how Kyle can win, right? It's the bigger person is advantaged by pulling; the other person has like some ability to push, like stronger leg muscles, or mm-hmm. like resist or hold. So like, I've I didn't like this when it was like the first elimination. This is what Corey and Michelle did against Michaela, and uh, who was Michaela's partner? Um. But was it Cor- I think it was Corey Lee. No, no, Maybe? that was Michelle's partner. I thought it was to- uh, was to- was it Tommy? Mm. Um, uh, but I I didn't I don't like this because I think for a final like there's just to me no way that you can beat this if you're like that Nelson could beat Kyle in this. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the sentiment that they kind of said to each other after Kyle was like, I just I won because I was bigger. Like that's the reason why I won. Um, so yeah, that that seemed to be what they they agree with that too. So, but Nelson puts up a great fight. Pete Dakota says with them showing TJ giving Nelson a full pep talk on the side after his elimination loss. What does that say about Nelson? Do you know anyone that loves anything more than Nelson loves the challenge? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I think it just more says about TJ that he also just respects people that love this show and give their heart and just want it so bad. And you know, you just TJ was just being a good. A good person there. Give him a little pep talk. He could tell how down Nelson was. He was like, you'll get over this. Just give it time. Yeah, this was really hard. I really, really love um, I really love Nelson here. I think Nelson while while we joke that Nelson or you said like you've always rooted for Nelson like we haven't always rooted for Nelson here on the podcast. Nelson has really won us over. Uh, Nelson has evolved. He is like you know, you, you can't help but root for him. Your heart goes out to him here. An obvious comparison, I think, can be drawn with Leroy and Nelson. And it's what I was thinking about when he was saying, like, I hope I have the courage to come back and do it again. Caitlin Glancy mm-hmm. says, do you think Nelson has Leroy upside and will never win a championship despite being a great competitor <laughs> and good at eliminations and wanting it so bad? Weird, weird way to say that that's upside. So more that like is- Leroy downside. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that's the Leroy downside. Um, yeah, I mean that that is a very good comp. I mean, I think the the only problem I think over their history is Leroy's just been much more light. like he hasn't had like some of the Nelson baggage that he's had. Like Leroy, I, I don't I can't recall a single moment in Leroy's career where there's been anything like oh he shouldn't have said that or done that or whatever. Um, but in terms of just like as a competitor and like their desire, it is very a very fair comparison. I think Nelson look I would have never said Leroy could never win the challenge if Leroy came back like I still don't think he could never win the challenge but I believe that Nelson has a championship in him and and I think he really maybe impressed me the most in his physical performance I was worried last week that he was going to gas himself out being up in front but every single time it was physical he was up in front leading the pack Mm -hmm. and looked like he could have given more and more and more Nelson's unbelievable weakness are puzzles, but if Nelson were in a position where 
Devin, like the cards flopped the right way and Devin was on their team or CT was on his team and somebody else was doing the puzzles and then he gets paired with, you know, like there's a world where I think Nelson has the raw materials to win. I can't really pinpoint why Nelson, mm-hmm. Leroy never won. I don't think it's Leroy's fault, but I think in the right set of circumstances, Leroy can win. Does Leroy have all the skills that needed to be an individual champion? I don't think so. But luckily, it's mostly not the game. Yeah, I think the like for Nelson, like the reason why he's never won, and you can say kind of the same thing for Leroy, is just because they just don't take the shot at the person they need to take the shot at. Like, for Nelson to win, CT just can't be part of a final. The same thing with like Leroy with the bananas. He just can't be part of a final because they're just better at the things that they drastically fail at so much. So like for Nelson, if they take out CT midseason and you replace him like with Emmanuel in this final, there's a scenario where Nelson's team could easily have won this whole thing and he he could have won. It just he just can't be in a scenario where he needs to beat CT in a final because that it's not just for him it's for anyone. It's just it's just not going to happen. So if you take out the people that are drastically better than you, I know it's obvious, but you would think it'd be obvious. Um, then th- that's how he can win. I don't know though because yes, like yes, I agree, but also. Kyle and Tori lost this by seconds, right? I mean, I haven't like checked the tape of like people being like, mm-hmm. actually, it was three hours and they, you know, went through the magic of television. But if we assume that they lost this by seconds and it was Kyle, you know, to me, there's no reason that Nelson couldn't have been in that spot if he had beaten Kyle in this elimination. Yeah, easily. Yeah, he could have been. So uh, that's what's so interesting about this element. This final is like, it was not a blowout. Like, CT is not unbeatable. In no, this no, very specific situation. <laughs> and honestly, it kind of seemed like uh, in that last part, it seemed like Tori, based on how they were talking, were the, was the one that like screwed up her portion of the numbers, where it seemed like if she got her portion right, then yeah, then Kyle is getting his win. Um, so yeah, so I mean, CT is definitely vulnerable, but like to make Nelson and Kyle and Corey and anyone else who's never won that wants the wins road a lot easier is you take him out so you're not battling against them. Let's talk about the women here, Casey versus Nani. <sighs> This is going to make me sound terrible. This went on for way too long. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I was, I, I was into it. I, it was, it had me uh, captivated. The fact that I think, I think Kyle pointed out, I don't think there's really been a comp to this ever of, I mean, with the closest would be like friends going against each other, but like, obviously that's not like the same thing. So I don't think we've ever had a couple have to go against each other. And I, I bought I I was feeling it. I was feeling the feels. I it was sweet that like Casey kind of seemingly gave Nani around just to be like, come on, like I, I know you kind of can't give it your all, but like give it your all. Their emotion afterward, it, it, I I I bought it. I bought I, it. I, when I say it went on too long, I didn't mean it should have never aired. Right? Like I thought Nani saying like she's never been comfortable with her sexuality. Like Nani hasn't really addressed this, right? So she's like, I never held hands with a girl in public before. Like sort of suggesting that this is it's not just like oh I fell in love with Casey. A person's a person. Like she's sort of had these feelings for other girls maybe in the past, and she hasn't felt comfortable in herself or her sexuality. I mm-hmm. thought that was beautiful. I think their relationship is great. If Casey does the same bullshit she does, like, I mean, you don't break Monty's heart or we're all coming for you, Casey. Just FYI. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought they have tremendous love and respect for each other. It sort of caps off this season. They've played completely together. It was beautiful to watch. Did I need to watch Nani and Casey go three rounds? No, because Nani was never beating Casey. Like, I thought it was really sweet when she was like, are you sure you don't want to win this one? Which again, 
is not Casey throwing it. Like, if you want to throw it, just throw it to her. You don't ask her. She's obviously going to say no. But that's what I really respected about it is that Nani didn't just say, I'm not competing against her or roll over. And Casey didn't just give it to her either. Like, I, while I don't think either of them gave it 100%, it's respectable competition. They honored, Mm -hmm. like, the game they're playing. They still supported each other after. I just thought it was, like, a little stupid to let Nani win around. (laughs) It was uh, a side thing that was like very funny. I think Tori said while I was about that, but like, oh, I'm gonna start to cry. And I think it was Kyle that was like, conserve your energy, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Um, but all right, so now we're gonna go to pairs. And this is our most asked question. I pulled it from Kyle Picard, but Mm -hmm. like five people asked us this question. Casey and Kyle are going to be the decision makers here. Kyle says, is it fair that Casey was a part of the losing cell, but basically got dibs on CT just by winning the elimination that was handed to her? Ooh, Kyle. Look, it's definitely not fair, but the question, like point we always make is like what is fair on the channel like nothing is fair like this this show is pure chaos that like this is just expected like again i wish they laid it out it'd be like if you finish last you're going into elimination against each other but you also get to pick your partner like i don't know just give them the full information or something but that's never gonna happen so is it fair no but it's not that crazy for the challenge to do this so that's where i agree with you if they could somehow have complete information and make a risk and reward analysis, it's completely fair. That said, I still think like the odds that somebody would give up in the final safety, roll the dice on an elimination to pick their own partner is insane. It's possible. Like people have done it for fire making and survivor, but it feels very unlikely that somebody would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's like, all right, the winning team is rewarded with safety. That's number one priority. The fact that Kyle, if you take out Nani and Casey as like girlfriends, Kyle had to go against Nelson. There's a very good chance that Kyle loses to Nelson. That's a huge mm-hmm. effing risk. And his whole game is taken away. It is to me consistent with the spirit of the game to have the people who survive elimination then get to upset the apple cart. Like to, that is very that's yep. what the show has been doing all along. It's consistent with the theme. Um, so to me, it's like an appropriate reward for winning an elimination, a sudden death elimination in the final and safety from having to compete in the elimination is an appropriate reward for winning the first leg of the final. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think a lot of, I think opinion is skewed by ACT being an option to pick and then that, that they happen to go on the win uh, like if, if Kyle and Tori happen to win like maybe people aren't as up in arms about it but because CT was that just uh, uh, just this big big prize just sitting there then like it just throws it all off but if, like if CT seem have lost then it's you know CT and uh, I don't know Tori picking their partner it's not as big of a deal necessarily as who gets to pick who and, and presumably look the two people, the two best people are supposed to come out of that elimination from the losing team. So it's not like a deficit for the two best people on the winning team. Cause like, if you think mm-hmm. that you're going to get picked as the best person by the best person on the other team, it didn't bother me. I thought it was consistent with this, the overall season arc and, and what would have been better if they like 
did it as, as a hat or if they were like, oh, uh, CT and Emmy are the top performers from like the metrics we've been counting right. in the background <laughs> of that. So you guys get to pick. Forget it. I'd rather just go with like the yeah. flow of the season. Do you have any sense of like what you think no, they would have done I don't have any if sense. they stayed go together? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? That was just I was general. Gonna say, I was gonna, <laughs> if uh, Casey and Kyle decided to stay together, like how they would have split up the other four of them. I mean, my gut says they would have said, you guys decide amongst yourselves right now. Mm-hmm. And then Emmy would have grabbed CT or something, you know, like yeah. then it would, it would have been like, a, you guys divide up amongst yourselves unless mm-hmm. they were going to say the top two <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like who arrived first at the original checkpoint to pick your cell. And then it would have been Tori. Right. And was Devin out of that first? I think Devin was first. Yeah. Yeah, because I think CT chose. Um, so maybe that would have been it. Yeah. E- either way, who cares? Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. about them going to going to pairs and saying this is now going to be pairs? Yeah, I would have rather them just done it individually. Honestly, like I don't think it. I think I don't think it added anything. Um, they could have just made the final checkpoint. 10 digits or even just 20 make them remember it i don't know um i i was very surprised to see it go to paris because it's just i didn't see that coming at all um i i really thought it was going to end with individual so i I was surprised and i don't don't think it was necessary i would have preferred it not to happen i agree i think it's like maybe they wanted to mirror the way they started they started as Mm -hmm. pairs allies blah 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 um yeah, but I think it's it's a 10 digit code and yeah. we're in the money. Well, because that's like a thing. Like, that's why phone numbers are 10 digits. It's like the human. Where did I just hear this? I just heard this somewhere. But like, that's like a thing that that's like the maximum number. Maybe I heard this on Rent and Link. That's like the number of digits like a human brain can mm-hmm. remember. Isn't that how Fishback did that one challenge in Token Sheens? He just put it all. It's like a 10 that's where I hear it. I heard number. it. I heard it from Steve Fishback. That's right. That's where I heard it. So. Yeah. Assuming he's correct, that former mine, mime, um, for anyone deep into Steven, Steven Fishback Twitter. Um, so I just don't think the 20 numbers, unless you, and, well, then I think it could have been a shorter course. I think that's one thing with the final checkpoint is like somebody who has to run back to the top, their game is over. So either make it closer. So like you want people to be running back and forth if they get it wrong or make it 10 numbers and have it individual and then they can remember yeah. that. Yeah, no, I, t- I agree with that too. I agree. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, What do you think of this twist? The winners decide the second and third place money. Yeah, another one I did not see coming. Um, very, 
my my gut when it happened was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, this is very interesting. I I hope they don't keep this. I like it as like a one off because this season has has been so chaotic. So why not just make the money chaotic? Because even going into like last week, I was like. I don't think they've said anything about how the money's being divvied up. So in my head, I was like, is there only one winner? Maybe is that how this is going next? I, I couldn't remember them saying at all, like how much first or second or third get. Um, so I don't mind this as like a one-off. I don't want this to be a thing though. Hated it. Hated it. Okay. Didn't work. Don't do it. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Send it away from Samoa. Like, uh, I mean, that was a generous interpretation of it, like or a reaction to it. I think, I agree. At the start of this episode, he said your share of a million dollars. And I was like, oh, your share. What's that going to be about? Um, Did not imagine this. We'll talk about the way the money breaks down. We have questions about how to break down the money. Just got got reaction. Hated it. Um, mm-hmm. it should, I'm sorry. It shouldn't be. It's one thing if it's a friend or foe within your own team. It makes no sense to have first place just give away give away their money. I just don't understand that as a concept. That wasn't part of the game. Like maybe that's a stretch to be like, you got here in cells, you got here as allies. Like, are mm-hmm. you a spy? Are you an ally? Are you lying? Like, I just didn't think it, any reality show should ever do this. Yeah, Could you imagine like, uh, all right, Eric, uh, I won't say, but okay. You're the winner of survivor. Do you want the million or do you want to give some to second and third? What do you want to do? And in fact, there's very good reason that there are rules on those shows that you can't agree to share the money. You can't right. say, if you vote for me, I'll give you an extra 10000 off the prize. Like, yeah, I don't that, want that to become in-game currency. That's a great point, because what if at that last puzzle, CT's just like, guys, screw it. Let's just each take 250 Let's just, like, or something like that. Like, they could have easily have done that. Like, what would MTV have done? I mean, I imagine there was a rule that was like, you can't just, like, you can't collude to share the prize money. In like during the chat until the end kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know how that in the future would get stopped. Yeah, so if I, you yeah, help I think me now. I'll off, remember yeah. that. I'll remember that later if there's ever something I could do down the road. Yeah, oh, yeah, wink, so I, wink. Think based, I think that's a great point. I think based, this has to be a one and done thing. They, this cannot be an established thing going forward. Um, Michelle Marchier said this before, said, which teams and individuals were you rooting for? So at this segment, when it goes to teams and it's Emmy and Devin and Tori and Kyle and CT and Casey, who, who's got your rooting interest here? I, I probably, I wouldn't, wasn't strongly rooting for Kyle and Tori, but I, I thought that would have been the more interesting scenario, but I, I was rooting, I think probably more for CT. I just, I do like CT a lot. I thought. It it kind of just says an fu to like this entire cast for keeping him here. I wanted to see him just like stick it up their butts and win. So whoa, <laughs> I think the phrase is stick it to them. But okay, <laughs> um, no, I agree. I kept writing in my notes like this is what Kyle gets. He said he he more than anyone kept saying I want to run with CT because CT wins. I want to go to the final with CT, and then you lost to CT because that's what you wanted the whole time. But I was rooting so hard for Tori and Kyle. So, like, not commensurate in, in any way with how much I like them as individuals. I was just like, wow, this would really be something. And if anything, I was still happy it was just competitive. So what a relief from last season. Yeah. The, the fact that it was very close, um, very, I, I was a nail biter to the, to the very end. But I also thought it was kind of, I, even when CT and uh, Casey pulled, they got the, the code, uh, they don't fireworks for basically you finishing <laughs> a third in like a daily in like week four 
it was very anticlimactic to see them win and just grab the stone and like there was no explosion or something to signify that they won. Did they run out of explosions? I mean, they had them in the elimination when you just like won one round of three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, you win the freaking show and all you get is a, is a million dollar diamond or stone, whatever the hell they called it. Like, where, where was the explosion? <laughs> Look, I can't, you're right, but like, after all I do is talk about how we need fewer explosions, I can't, like, beggars can't be choosers for when there's fewer. Uh, so is the, is, the, is the no explosion the real explosion? <laughs> is that what they're <laughs> yeah, saying? exactly. You wanted to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, one thing that did surprise me is like, I have in my notes, like, Oh, are we okay that this was just an all out sprint? Or did you want there to be a checkpoint? I don't, maybe I missed it. Like I was with them where I thought the flag was going to be the end. And then when there was this like surprise checkpoint again, unless they said it, I'm sorry, but I was like, Ooh, this got interesting that we get another checkpoint on the sly. Yeah. I, I, I didn't pick that up either. I don't think at the time. Well, Josh says before discussing the finish and who won. Sorry, Josh, we already did it. Talk about how many trips do you thought the winning team was going to have to do? One trip up and down the mountain, two, three. So when you saw this 20 digit code, what was your expectation that we were going to keep going on? Or you were like, someone's going to just knock this out? Yeah, I thought someone would knock it out because I think it, remembering numbers is like you said, the easiest thing. There wasn't remembering like a, like symbols and stuff like that. Remembering 10 numbers. I know you're exhausted, but like there is simpler ways that either just remembering 10 straight or I thought the movie would be like, I think I don't remember who said it, but like remember it in like thousands, basically just remember like, uh, you know, 2,312, like as a number. Um, so I, I thought someone would be able to get it, honestly. Yeah, I was actually very surprised when they get to the end and they punch it in and it's wrong and both teams are struggling and like they're not running back. Like, so that was something I didn't expect. I thought either you'd like you'd show up and you put it in right or you'd have to go and you'd have to give up basically and run back because once you're running back, you're done. Um, But it was interesting that both teams took like multiple attempts to get it in and then we're fine. That's what she said. But they were fine, like getting it done you know it was like they just like misdialed like on the phone I guess um, so. yeah, yeah yeah maybe they shouldn't have been allowed like a lot of the time it's like you get one guess and you have to go back and check maybe they, they should have done that that's brutes magoots like you said for something too far then it kind of like takes away from it so yeah, I don't know um, we sort of talked about this already, but Patrick M said, I don't think I enjoyed the end. Okay. The pairs felt kind of anticlimactic. Was this a mistake? Should they have made the team of two, I guess in this case it would have been Kyle and Casey, compete against the team of four? I argue it probably would have been a tight race. Honestly, the, it, even that wouldn't have surprised me. I was prepared for a four versus two final anyway, so they could have done that. No problem. It's interesting. I think we'd be here complaining about it, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they could have anything they would have decided there. We would have been complaining because like there was no <laughs> clean way to do it. Like the cleanest way would be just to keep the teams. And that's like the, the cleanest way. And once they drop that, then it's chaos. It's definitely a disadvantage to have four people running. But it's a, it's a gross advantage to have four people memorizing 20 numbers. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would. I agree with Patrick that it would have been tight because Devin would have been slower on the run, but then would have been like, I got all these numbers. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It, it couldn't have hurt. Um, I really oh, loved close, this moment between Ky- Tori and Kyle. Tori is very hard on herself, and I'm sure things I've said on this podcast, you know, not directly for me, but just generally discussion around her hasn't helped. But she's so hard on herself, and 
you know, she's going to Kyle, like, I'm sorry, like, she let him down. And I just love very pre-dad Kyle, like, you didn't let me down at all. You know, like, mm-hmm. I I love that moment between them. I thought the the reactions of the final six were just really, really good vibes all around. And it was, it was mm-hmm. nice to watch. Yeah, it was. Great vibes. Even when Devin showed up, he was like, oh, who won? <laughs> it was like, uh, hey, who just won a million dollars at this game we've been playing for, like, four months? Um, CT's yeah, little it, sly it, smile. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i totally agree it was very good vibes there w- wasn't a lot of hatred amongst any of these people which is which is nice to see um yeah it was all v- it was all very positive uh alex is the person who asked us um would devin have won if it was individual but we talked about it becca says do you think that ct would have won no matter which partner he had not taking anything away from the women they are beasts i find it hard to believe that he loses in any scenario in this final yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can think of was, like I said, it, it does seem like Tori messed up her part of the numbers. So if theoretically, if he was paired with Tori, I, I guess he loses that because Tori would have messed up her section of the numbers. So Kyle and Casey would win. Yeah, I think this really showed that it's not just like a knockdown drag out. Emmy, we didn't really Emmy. Shout out to Emmy. They said rookie finishing mm-hmm. a final. Incredible. She definitely performed better than Devin. I think when you have somebody who's unable to be doing the sprints, it's hard to kind of see what her stamina would be. But she definitely didn't gas out like Devin did. So sort of the jury's still out on what Emmy's tip top performance would have been been if she were with CT. But yeah, I I think even in the current configuration, there's a world that Kyle and Tori could have won. Just like Tori remembers one more number, you know, like it, it was not as decisive as I would have thought it would have been. Yeah. And yeah, good point on, on Emmy. She did, she did very, very well. There was nothing to, to signify that she couldn't win a final in any configuration that she was set up with. So she, the stock is up. Just stop saying uncle for people. <laughs> Don't listen to Brian. Um, so the, so Kyle and case at uh, CT and Casey with very little on screen deliberation decide to get, keep 800,000. So 400,000 each, and give uh fifty thousand a person. At first, when they said a thousand, a hundred thousand each, I thought they meant each person. Right. Um, they br- break them off uh, fifty thousand each. My immediate thought, because I am a bad person, was what is the least amount of money as the winners that you can yeah. uh, break off here and and not be a millionaire Mitchell status ridiculed the rest of the game. I I think they could have easily have kept nine hundred for themselves and divvied up a hundred outward uh, to everyone else. Um, but but I was almost I was kind of surprised and a little disappointed. Like I feel like you gotta give second place more. Like I know for I, I I don't know to make it fair you give everyone equal. But if you're giving out two hundred k, don't you don't you gotta give one hundred twenty to second and eighty to third? Like I don't know, give a little boost for the team that almost beat you. Yeah, I'm cheap as hell. I was like, can you get away with 10,000 each? Because <laughs> I think it's just bullshit. I just think you, it's bullshit for them paid? to be deciding that. Um, mm-hmm. When especially in the last few challenges, it's been zero goose egg, nada, go home, see you, have a nice day for the third place team. Is there, do you think all three teams, is there a team amongst these three that keep it to themselves? No, especially the way this was played with the veterans. I just mm-hmm. think part of the camaraderie we saw at the end, like nobody's not giving them money. Even like the way Ashley's treated when she has every right to take that money from Hunter or to keep yep. the money for herself, not even take it from him. It wasn't his money. Um, 
it's just like longevity wise, not worth it. And just karma wise, honestly, not worth it. Um, Patrick M says very nice of CT and Casey to share 50 K each, but do you think this was actually assurance that they come back next season? They have people they can work with. If they come back, they have people they can work with. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a hell of a down payment for, you know, friendship uh, for both CT and Casey. I mean, also, not to mention the stuff that Ashley faced. I'm sure CT looked at the vitriol that Bananas faced and was like, you know what? I don't want to go down that route. Um, so I think they have pretty good established friendships with Devin, Kyle, Tori, and and, uh, and Evie going forward. See, I think this doesn't matter. Like, I actually think Tori's like, I'll never forget it. I'll read her Instagram. But like, ultimately... And this is why I think just the whole setup is bullshit anyway. Like, it shouldn't matter. You shouldn't, like, be able to buy these votes later. If Tori wants to make a move against CT, she shouldn't feel indebted to him because he gave her a second place prize that should have been awarded by MTV. Like, I just, I just, maybe it'll be interesting down the road and I'll eat my words just like as my initial reaction is frustrated that this could potentially play a role in the future. Um, I, I never responded to you. I totally agree that second place should get more. It's like crazy that they just gave 50,000 a piece, which speaks mm-hmm. to Patrick's point that this was clearly just to buy favor with, the, with everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, this is, I'm sorry. I didn't pull your name uh, from the question thread. So I'm so, so sorry. But with the move, if you're a fringe player like Emmy, who isn't guaranteed and ask back, should you take all the money and rock the boat and make good TV? So to your point, was there anyone who would have? Is there anyone who should have? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I, I guess theoretically, if like CT or Casey was saying, I would never come back. Um, sure, you could take the money. But I guess, again, it's like karma purposes. You might not want to. So I, 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 I don't think there was anyone like that really hated each other. Like going into this, like if there's two people that really hated each other, maybe you don't give someone that money. But since they're all like either very good friends or decent friends or on good terms, like I, it didn't seem likely it was going to happen amongst the amongst these sex. It's very old Devin vibes, right? Like I think Devin's like first shot out of the gate was very like villain, like junior villain. Um, and I think he's done a lot over the last season, really in the off season to like get away from that and be the spearhead of like all the vets working together and like work with Josh and like make amends with his old foes. Tori even as an example of that. So like, mm-hmm. it, I feel like vintage Devin is like, I'm evil and I'm going to take your money and you underestimate me, but I don't think anybody's doing that here. And, and yeah, I also I mean, don't think Emmy or anyone in the final is at risk of not being able to come back and needs to like make a move right. like this. Yeah. And for Devin, I mean, his closest, his closest friends are in this final. Like he's not going to do that to Kyle. He's not going to do that uh, to Tori and he's not going to do that to Chris. So, you know, he's not going to do that to any of them. <laughs> oh, I want to, I'm upset. Uncle Chris <laughs> is even worse. Have an uncle Chris. Oh, yikes. So we got a lot of conversations about how everyone wants to come back. Kyle was going to take a break, but now how can he take a break? I, your baby's still there, though. He's like, I was going to take a break for the baby, but uh, now I'm going to come back. Yeah, well, now he's showing. Like, I, you know, I can make 50 grand out of this, so I don't, I don't even have to win. I can get 50 grand, so it's worth it. Devin says that he played a flawless season, and Emmy played a flawless season. How can anyone say it was a flawless season when you kept CT and then you lost to him? Yeah. Is this just what yeah. he thought his best case scenario was? I, I do think this is barring like CT winning. Like for Devin's, like this is as good of a season as Devin probably will ever have. I mean, he, a, like he was a big part of the giant alliance that 
dominated the game. He won the last fi- uh, last elimination to get to the final. He won dailies. He was a big like. Th- I don't see how a season can go better for Devin. So for him, in his purposes, it was like a as good of a game as he can do. It's a good point, but I do think a huge part of it relies on Fessy getting sent home. So, you know, Fessy is someone who was like willing to break up the Veta Alliance and as somebody who really, really would have been a huge threat to Devin's spot here in the final. So it's tough to be like, I played a flawless game when a lot of it was luck. Uh, like Nam also getting taken out, but a lot of this game is luck. I just don't think it's like with, mm-hmm. I think it's rough for Devin. It's probably good for Devin's characterization that he views this as a flaw, flawless game. And it's with very little flaws. He had, as you said, tremendous social control, but he doesn't appear to be humbled at his performance in the final. And he doesn't appear to think taking CT was a mistake. So I, you know, we'll see how this shakes out going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Caitlin Glancy. Did anybody else think Tori's 37 tattoo was a massive spoiler when she showed it on the after show? I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah, very glad it wasn't. Uh, much better than getting, uh, you know, like SLA or something like that tattooed for the name of the season. So if you're going to do it to a number, <laughs> that's better. Yeah, I mean, somebody wrote in to us about it, and I was like, oh, like, if you think you're spoiled, please don't write in to us about why you think you're spoiled. I didn't realize it was on the after show, so that makes more sense, because we're supposed to be watching that. Um, But when those things happen, honestly, when spoilers happen, I always convince, although I really haven't, knock on wood, been spoiled for the challenge, but it's like... If I see a spoiler, I just convince myself it's just as likely to be fake or not a spoiler. Or if anything, it's a spoiler that she didn't win because why would it be? Vi- she like they wouldn't let her have it visible if she won. Right. So right. yeah, go through the mental gymnastics. It's more, it's just as likely as someone in their basement is typing up a spoiler into whatever than it is to be a real spoiler. So I I let it go. But it is interesting that she got it. Maybe we'll hear more about it on the reunion, but. She, well, it did seem she, to be really transformative for her. It's where she met the love of her life, Emmanuel. So, she's got that. All right. Can't wait to see <laughs> more on that. Um, Sam, which cast members need to take a break or not come back at all? Us. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, maybe Nadia can take another break. Um, I like I, I know Corey's taking a break. I, I don't want him to take a break. I think he should stay. I know people want Josh to take a break, but uh, I'm honestly I I'd be fine with Josh staying. Amazingly, um, there's not a lot because there weren't obviously there weren't that many truly there weren't that many vets. It's just that they all just stayed the whole season, which so just seemed like there's that morning more. So I'm just more excited to see which rookies come back and try to like start making a name for themselves. I mean, for me, the answer is like CT. If CT is going to lean more into this like sort of negative, like ego, like cocky kind of side, that's like not, I don't think he was as fun this season. Um, and if they're just going to let him keep waltzing to the end, it's like I'm kind mm-hmm. of over that. But I am optimistic that that won't be the case. And then, so I'm not calling for him to take a break, but I don't want to watch another. I don't want to start hearing about how, well, I've never done three wins in a row. <laughs> right. Right. See, um, see uh, Trinity. God. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Oh, Casey C3, or C3P. C3P. That's much better. C3PO. I'm an idiot. Three PO. Okay. Sam said that was bad. Sam said, uh, Casey and 
I think that's interesting. Is Casey, I think the Casey and Nani story was quintessential and important to the season. What is Casey going to continue to bring? I don't know. The Fessy Josh dynamic, maybe that's important. Casey mm-hmm. had a lot of like weird issues with Amber that I didn't love. So I, I don't know what more is to come with Casey. It would be tough to bench her after a win, but they kind of did it to Amber. So mm-hmm. I don't Casey, know that I have five more seasons of Casey in a row in me. It's amazing. Casey, four seasons of reality TV, zero times being eliminated wins twice other two times made the final she's like one of the great reality tv competitors ever she is but i think she's leaving a little on the table entertainment wise oh a little bit i mean that's an understatement i'm just um (laughs) for sure but it's just like her performance it's it's pretty incredible no times being limited quick hits just yes or no you want them back you don't want them back i'll go through every contestant that was on the season holy crap we got another two hours ct yes uh, yes, asterisk. Kyle. Yes. Yes, Devin. Yes. Yes, Nelson. Definitely. Yes, Emmanuel. Nah. I'm a soft yes, Logan. Nah. No, Josh. Sure. Yes, Corey. Yeah. Get vaccinated, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Ed is just a full yes for you. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. I agree. Uh, yes, to, you know, like we're yesing the entire cast just coming back, but yeah, I'd like to see him in the future. No, there, there's plenty of no's. There's, keep going. There's, there's <laughs> Jeremiah, speaking of no's, of no's <laughs> Jeremiah. Yeah, that's a no. Huey. No. No. Fessy. Yes. Soft yes. Gabo. <laughs> no. Corey Lane. Oh, wait, wait, Gobble was popcorn muscles, right? I like popcorn muscles. Break up, break it back. No, Gobble's a gob no. No, no he's, he's no. Corey Lay. I, I honestly wouldn't hate it, but probably not. He's a yes for me, and he's working hard on Twitter to try to yeah, get he is working very hard. <laughs> he's, he's working overtime. Uh, he's getting a yes for me. Tommy. No. No. Kells. Definitely. Yes with a bullet, 100%. My number one. Yeah. Yes. I'd give up every other man on the season for Kels to come back. <laughs> uh, Renan. Who? Uh, there was not a Renan. That, that's a made up name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Renan. <laughs> no. Um, Nom. Tough. I, honestly, no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it just, it just hasn't worked out. I'm sorry, Nom. Like, it just, it just hasn't. <laughs> Tom's like, Tom, what? Nom is like that guy. <laughs> Where it's like, this is the timing is off and you like look back in 10 years and you're like, I went on like two yeah. dates with that guy and like nothing was wrong with him. But then I went on vacation and he went on vacation and just like, it's just mm. a no, it's not happening. Yeah, I agree with you. your uh, podcast friend. That was not what happened <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> um, Casey. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I've already spoken about it. I think yes, but it's a, it's a skeptical yes. Tori. Yeah. I think firm yes for me. Emmy. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. She's a little of a uh, yeah, yeah. She's a little what? Uh, uh no, she's a little annoying. But yeah, I mean, she deserves to be back. Annoying. I thought you were saying vanilla. Yeah. I was like, she's a lot of things. No, she's definitely not. She's she's definitely <laughs> <not> vanilla. <laughs> All right, Nani. I'm saying yes to Emmy, but I don't. You know, okay. But I'm saying yes to Emmy. Nani. I hate saying no because like Nani's my girl, but uh, I, I think we're about done. 
Nani's your girl. No one is lower on Nani than you publicly for like seven well, years. It's it's like it's like back and forth. Like it, we have a no, very she doesn't back say shit forth. to you back and forth. <laughs> no, myself. I'm very back and forth in my head. Like I love her deeply in some ways and like, I make fun of her in other ways, but it's it's all in love. It's all meant in love. The RHAP out of context is like feverishly typing like Nani's my girl. I hate to say it. Like what? Um I say no. Amanda. Definitely. Big yes for me. Big T. No, no, I, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to, to all the people who just left us to go to the Brian Scally and Matt Lagree's mm-hmm. podcast. But no, Ashley, not never, but just like I'm not clamoring. Mm-hmm. Ashley. Yeah. 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 Me too. Oh, well, no. With the Josh shit, I forgot. She needs to like get some PR help and like make a real apology <laughs> right. that what she's sure. been doing is blasphemous. Bettina. No, sorry. Skip Priscilla. No. Uh, yeah. 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 Yes. Amber Borzotra. Uh, I, I can live or I can live or die. Uh, live with that. I don't know. <laughs> she she can take, take her leave. <laughs> take her leave. With that. <laughs> I mean, she also is someone who sort of works overtime on the show. Like to, to so I yeah. will give her a yes, but with the Casey asterisk of like, we got to get some new material going on. Yeah. Um, Berna. Forgot about Berna. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. No, no love for Nelly T. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good with Berna. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Esther, what about that? Esther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back. Uh, love bring Esther. Back. Bring her back. Anissa, don't even answer that. I know what you're gonna say. I, I have a very damning Anissa stat. Let me quickly pull it up. It, it's 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 truly like it's it's really bad. Oh, by the way, um, did you feel bad when Nelson is like? a shell of himself about losing. Did you feel bad that you've been like putting this into the atmosphere about his horrific statistics? Again, it's a, it's like the same type of thing. It's a very like, I love Nelson, but again, I get to make fun of like, I have to make fun of him when he's lost 51 straight challenges. Like I just, in my bones, I have to do that, but I could also, I think it would have been absolutely hysterical if he's lost 51 straight dailies and it goes on to win the season. I thought that would have been hysterical. Okay. So where does Anissa rank? all-time money earners from the show. Are you counting if, like, back in the day, she, like, broke lamps and had to pay for them? So is it negative? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. What is the answer? 101st. She has earned under $25,000 in 15 seasons. Like, that's, that's rough. That's, that's rough. 15 seasons? I'm shocked it's that much. 15 seasons, $24,071. You know I don't know how she got $71, but... You know what? You know what? That appearance fee check cash is just the same, baby. It sure does. <laughs> She's probably one of the best paid challenge competitors of all time. Not yeah. in, in, in that kind of money. Podcast, got that podcast, though. We know how lucrative that could be. Um... All right, let's finish this exercise. I mean, Anissa's got to get on one of them. Like, she's got to be on All Stars. She's got to be on my TV. She she should be on All Stars, one hundred percent. That's where she should go. That's where she fits. She's no longer in the challenge proper. I world. don't agree with that, but fair enough. Michelle Fitzgerald. I mean, I like her, but I don't see where she fits in this world. I think she's got to get one more shot in. She had the romance with Emmanuel. She was like the only person trying to like band the rookies together and lead a takedown. Mm-hmm. I think she gets one more sort of like nom try. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasha. Tasha? Uh, no, I'm okay. 
She's been fun on Twitter, but I think it's a no. Um, I don't know who Tracy is. Is that the one who sort of looked like Patina? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> so no. Um, and then Lauren, that's a full no. That's a definite yes. And really? I thought she like did like I'm very much stuff. just kidding. I'm very much just kidding. Okay. And then this is interesting. Michaela. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I think she'll actually, I, Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I really, I would want her to get a mulligan, but it's like tough with like, honestly, how many people we said yes to with this new crop? Yeah. It's sort like, of like she's hard far down on the list. It's tough. And think about other people from like last season or two seasons ago that have only played once. So, and we're survivor fans. So, like, yeah. if you're a challenge watcher who's not a survivor fan, I don't think you care if Michaela comes. You'd be like, why is right. Michaela back? Yeah, you'd be like, who is that again? Tough, tough, tough. All right. Well, that was maybe a worthwhile exercise. How many, just out of curiosity, how many people did you just lift off? How many people were on the season? Um, have, is it like, is it counted? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen times two. Thirty-six people. That's like, that's absurd. That's crazy. When I saw that the Survivor finale was only episode 13 and I downloaded Know It Alls today, I was like, what? <laughs> 13 episodes. We're in episode 18. Or, sorry, play. 19. This is episode 19, so we're going to go to 20 with the reunion. Do we know if it's a two-part reunion? I think it might be because my DVR says Jesus. challenge reunion one. Like, it doesn't say <laughs> part one. It just says one. So, honestly, it could be, like, four. Um, And I'm trying to think, how many more All-Stars episodes do we have? This was episode six. Are we going to go to nine episodes? What was it last year? Was it ten? Oh, I thought it was, like, eight or nine. Well, Where's challenge I mean, stats where you need them, you know? I mean, they said they're close to the final. When that was that, how crazy was that? Not to quickly jump to All Stars, but like we just watched twenty episodes of this show. We're on episode six of All Stars, and they're yeah, we're getting close to the final. Like, whoa, that's a difference. It looks like it's going to be eight episodes because they're at least charting out that episode oh eight God, dro- drops December thirtieth. Um, but that's what happened last time. It like advanced straight to the final. Let's see. La- Let's oh see. no, it was well, ten episodes. Yeah, it was 10. 10. So, okay, so maybe it's going to be 10. Because yeah, that'll IMDb take us. Says 10. IMDb says 10. Because that, that usually works out where we only have like an episode or two left of All Stars when we fully wrap up the reunion. So I would guess mm-hmm. it's like two parts. Yeah. IMDb shows, yeah, episode 10 on January 13th. So. Right. Meanwhile, we're going on an hour and a half here. So let's uh, talk yeah, about the like three hour up. conversation we're going to have to have about the Must Lose draft here. Yeah, so the the Maybe. point of contention. I haven't been Maybe. here in so, so long. So according to our designated uh, team, we won. We won the season. Woo! The points divvied out for this week. Where da, 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 here we go for this week. You gained a point for Nelson and Nani for them losing their elimination rounds. Uh, bring you to a total of six and a half points for the season. Scally, lost as I the points. said, those three people. While I had the most people going in, I had the best three people I could have going into that mm-hmm. final, and I think yep. it was uh, very true. Proved true. Tori, uh, Tori, Scally had Tori, so she lost a point for finishing second, and then lost a half point. She lost a half point for being selected as a partner. Matt lost five points for CT winning. 
and then also lost a half point for CT being selected as partner. And then myself, I lost a point for Kyle and Casey each winning those eliminations. Casey for winning overall. Kyle for finishing second. So individual scoring, I had 12 and a half. You had six and a half. Combined, we're at 19. Matt had 11. Scally at seven and a half. They are at 18 and a half. So we win 19 to 18 and a half. Which just shows all the work the DDs put into the scoring system really, really yep. paid off because it, it was so close. Yeah. It came down to the final, which is what it should be. But well, should we address the controversy? Because we got some sore losers over at Dom and Collins podcast uh, complaining about our diligent DDs efforts. And then Scally was like, well, we're going to accuse you of cheating if you because I'm like, I don't we this is why we have people who who dedicate their mm-hmm. time to send us incredible charts and stats like we don't we don't do it. We could we can't do it. We've we've shown we can't do it. We have proven ourselves incapable of making our own system and we defer to others. Yes, and speaking of cheaters, I mean one team had six people that was knocked out without elimination <laughs> and that wasn't us. <laughs> All right, so tell them the controversy. Tell the people. Yeah, so the the controversy is the is the, is the selected as a partner thing. So through the season, we had the rule where if you were chosen to be like the partner, you would lose a half point. Um, normally, I'd be like an infiltration. Like if you were infiltrating someone's team, you steal that partner, you lose that half point. So here, technically, CT and Tori like weren't on a pair or a team, but they were selected as the partner so the dds applied that rule they lost the half point for each of them and that was the difference in the season so yeah so brian and scally brian and scally scally and matt feel like that shouldn't have counted and i take the point i don't think they're making this point but my the world that i could get my head around that they're right is that we did decide that when you defect from a cell and pick a new cell we're not awarding points for that but to me this is completely especially the way tj said it tj was like do you want to stay together as a pair or infiltrate another pair so he put it right back in the language of picking a partner uh it was easily attributable to a person was getting picked and it's the spirit of what we've been awarding points for which is you lose a point if your person or half point if your person is deemed the best because they're not the biggest loser so mm-hmm. sorry losers uh but no scally like we we did we we sent their points because what do i give a shit honestly this doesn't matter but i said we sent their um their arguments uh their pleas to the dds the dds considered it and wrote that there was no disagreement among them uh, this was the final decision, and Scally and Matt allegedly have have uh, have yielded. So we won. We still. I don't think we had stakes because we didn't do our own stakes last time. Maybe this absolves us of the stakes. Yeah, I, don't know. I think I was going to say this. This uh, counted. This was a double or nothing. We made it double. Or nothing I don't think else. we did did that. Did yeah. we actually do that? We, we did it just now. So it's not. well. That's. I'm only. I'm nothing but fair. I don't think that's fair. But we'll see what no, they it's say. Not. It's not. But Stuart crunched additional numbers here, and this is pretty interesting. Uh, if I'm understanding this chart correctly, and you're the person who's in ambiguous finance, so hopefully you'll understand. Um, I'm looking at a chart where they put together who was like the best value pick of just like who gave the most points to who gave the least points mm. um, or took the most negative points. <laughs> It's confusing. Um, and then who drafted whom? So Emmy was actually the best finalist pick. However, with giving me only negative two points when everybody else got three or more of the finalists. CT a whopping negative seven for Scally's team. Um, but 
Best pick overall, sadly, Big T, putting up three and a half big points for Team Brian Cohen. Yep, that makes sense. I was very proud of that pick. Are you looking at this? Because it's it's like pretty interesting. Like Amanda, who I would have probably thought, and and maybe because she ends up on a winning cell, but like I would have thought she gave more points, meaning she was a bigger loser. Even zero points, just no no impact to taking her for Matt. Yeah, so the, so if we do like a, a post mortem of like the scoring per person, I think the biggest plus is the fact that like the two winners and the two people that finished second. Like they had a combined negative 20 points. And I think that's like, they, there should be a huge negative for the people that win and finish second. So I think that's good. I think maybe where we're missing is more positives for the super bad losers. So like, there's like an early suggestion, maybe losing the first few, a couple of eliminations should be more points. Just so, like, I feel like the people that lost early should be even more positively valued. But that's a discussion for for next season. But I think it, we're, it's in pretty good shape, the scoring. We'll have to see what the format is for next season for other tweaks. But uh, it's pretty good. I was going to say, I think where we have the sort of, like, the progression it works and this is not results oriented because max i take no points away from matt or scally this season for having it but i think the conversation i'd like to have next season is like if you're removed from the game for injury or like what are the points around that is are we maybe we are at the right place for that but like fessy to be giving someone 30 points for being ejected from the game for like violence i mean is that make you a bigger loser than losing in the first week maybe it does Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's something yeah. to discuss. Yeah, it, it, we'll go to the drawing board and discuss for sure. But um, all right. So thank you to the DDs, uh, Matt Stewart, Stewart, and Kate for making this happen, for settling our yes. disagreements, making it so we can all stay friends. Um, we really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. It's always, I always look forward to, it's so funny because last night I watched this episode, it was like two in the morning and I was like so eager. I like crunched the numbers, what I thought were the numbers and I didn't like factor in anything. I just like added like the points for winning and I was like, we won. (laughs) It's like, we did win, but not because of the Mm -hmm. way that I thought we did. Yep. So there were Kyle since I know we didn't create like a final drinking game, but he just used our old rules just for, Oh, Kyle, we're not worthy. So uh, one time, TJ wanting someone back for for Nelson. One mention of a prior season, Casey talking about last season's final. Two people talking about their kids, CT and Kyle. And one talking about their use of the money for Emmy. So another five for the final. Um, Thank you to Kyle for your work all season. I'm sure you're happy to have a break. Aren't we all? Uh, I always laugh when Kyle's like, it was the best thing you ever did was take rules on the list. <laughs> um, he's enjoying it. Okay. Um, and just to go to a little social media, um, and thank you to the great Megan Elizabeth uh, for helping us out this season, as always. Um, and we just pulled a little bit from the winners. A lot of Instagram action. Like, we have to go to Instagram now? I don't know if I can handle that, but... Nani tweeted a very, very cute picture of her and Casey and said, 11 seasons of the challenge, 10 years, three finals, zero wins. My only win was you. Prayer hands emoji, heart emoji. Congratulations to my guardian angel on earth. You are the most driven, most caring, and the most humble human ever. I'm so proud to have you by my side, Casey Clark. Heart emoji. Aw, love to see it. 
Uh, I was just going to say love to see it. God, we do need a break. Um, then Casey tweeted two tweets, one of Casey and Nani looking amazing. I imagine this, the reunion looks, which they both look fire. Um, if it's not the reunion looks, they're just like in a very space-ish background dressed up for the reunion. So that would be weird. These pictures are very cute. Um, making it to the end of the season with you was everything. Thank you for being my rider. Uh, going against you in elimination was the hardest thing to go through this season. You are one badass competitor. I hope we never have to experience that shit again. Thank you, Challenge, for bringing this gem into my life. Prayer hands emoji, heart emoji. Um, and then Casey also... Oh, I accidentally liked it. Oh. Uh, I mean, not that I don't like it, but like, I don't... Oh, and clicking it just makes... Okay, I figured it out. Um, Casey tweeted a great picture of her in a shirt that says actually went uh, addicted to winning, which I believe she's selling with the big brother key in one hand and the black diamond in the other and said, it is pretty cool. I'm not the one. I'm not the one to ever brag, but this post I'm doing just that because I earned it and I deserve it. I did it. Making history, being the first to win two of the biggest American reality competition shows is an absolute dream. None of this happens by accident. I'll tell you that I've learned so much about myself the past few years, competing in a very mentally, emotionally and physically challenging environment. I've learned that no matter what happens or what gets in my way, I will adapt and overcome with my injury in particular. My doctor said it would take about two years to fully heal. And I went back on the challenge four and a half months post operation. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I did every little thing in my power to heal as quickly as possible. The pain, the uncertainty of whether or not my body would ever be a hundred percent again lingered in my, the back of my mind every day. The amount of tears I shed learning to walk again, the willpower and discipline I had to maintain every single day in order to get better, getting up every morning to do rehab, even when I was in so much pain, but I was determined. I adapted. I overcame. It's what you practice in private that you will be rewarded for in public from a big brother champion to the challenge champion. I am forever grateful and so proud. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of my supporters. Thank you for going on this crazy journey with me. All of you inspire me so much to keep going to always set a good example and most importantly to never give up let's effing go so many hashtags addicted to winning merch link in bio um and i'm glad that casey like tooted her own horn like that it's well deserved it's points mm -hmm. that all needed to be made that we did not make uh you've mentioned the injury in past pods but it's crazy it's like it is crazy that she overcame that the guy again i stand by the fact that i was so happy that matt picked ct over casey at the time i thought Casey, like, i don't know how casey was gonna overcome that the fact that she did it, it, it is an unbelievable achievement that she came back so quickly and did as well as she did and when it's a truly incredible Tori Deal, Instagram, what an incredible season. She posted a video like montage of what looks to be like stuff after, like going out after the um, challenge. What an incredible season. I came in second place, the highest I've ever placed, 150K, the most I've ever won, and left with a bunch of friends and partied in Ibiza after. I know I might not be a champ yet, but I feel like it. Clap emoji, white heart emoji. So thank, so thankful for everyone in this video. Also, shout out to the room lamp that we brought with us to the club. Pretty epic. It's pretty funny. She's like dancing with a lamp that she's plugged in. Mm -hmm. um, and then she tagged Bernon, Emmanuel, Anani, and Casey, Josh, and Nelson. Special thanks to Casey and CT for the 50K. I will never ever forget that white heart emoji it meant the world to me and i can't thank you enough and then this is shocking to me what is the first comment that is like being put at the top of my algorithm i don't know how things work is not from 
a challenge contestant, but is from another reality show contestant. Can you name the show? On Tori's Instagram? Tori's Instagram, it's a man, and he commented three clap hand emojis. What franchise is this person from? I'm going to say The Bachelor. That's correct. Josh Murray commenting, also kind of a Jordan dupe. Is there something going on between Tori Deal and Josh Murray? You know, we kind of had one. We had just like the one Chase make it. Is there another Bachelor? Actually, it wasn't. Was Josh on Champs vs. Stars? I think he was. I think that's right. I think he was. That's that Is there right. a vibe? Am I starting a rumor? Caught a vibe, you know, that song? Okay. It's, it's not the vibe. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> Rourke's going to text me about that. All right. Um, and then let's finish here with Nelly T. A champion isn't always defined by who has the most talent. It's about who can get hit the hardest and get back up. You can hear this in his voice, right? Like, I can fully hear him saying this. It's so easily hear him saying this. A champion is defined by the distance he slash she is willing to go. I'm learning every day of my life. And thank you to the challenge for giving me the opportunity to level arrow up emoji. All caps, loyalty, new fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Go check out the new loyalty shirt. Level up clothing dot live. I have to tell you. So I went to this level up clothing line he has and I'm getting this loyalty t-shirt. I effing love it. It's like a gray wash. It just says loyalty and I'm living for this. Uh, I love that he just like transitioned from like a motivational speech speech to an ad. That's great. And then he said, Uh, I can sit here and make excuses or own my shit. No excuse. Just keep it pushing. Shout out to the Purple Squad for the support. It's not over. Let's go. Scubanelli back to the drawing board. Guy swimming emoji. And then he's put a Photoshop photo of him, not underwater, actually in a winter coat, um, with a Photoshop scuba mask on that says Scubanelli T. Watch this stroke. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh Nelson I live for, for him yeah, I'm rooting for him I live um, I think that's everything I think that's it that's it reunion next week you can subscribe to this at robberswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes also where are the reviews you know we haven't been here but yeah. we deserve- we're entitled <laughs> give us some reviews give us a little hol- holiday cheer holiday cheer you can do that there too. Uh, Rob's website dot com slash challenge iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Cone with a C, Brian with an I underscore. They can follow and check out you. By the way, notice how I always plug Brian's Twitter when we do solo pods, and he just plugged his own. It's fine. You can follow me at Lash Tweets. <laughs> I, I have I have more followers to gain, so I, I need it. Also, maybe. Maybe, maybe NGOG will be coming back soon. Just uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, So you could catch up at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. And uh, maybe you'll get maybe you'll get a little holiday cheer there. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. You could check our all stars coverage as well in the same feed. Um, And until next week for the reunion. Have a good one. Step 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.